G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It is a Tuesday and on Tuesdays we like to check in with Ron Ross who has been all over the headlines as they've been coming out of Israel and the Middle East overnight. Ron's back with us. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, they've got their own issues with emerging from the COVID issues and now Israel has barred school entry to unvaccinated teachers and denies them pay. What's this headline all about? Yeah, and I know this is a contentious issue right here in Australia, but Israel's been very direct in its statement. The health ministry instructed school principals they'd be required to block entry to any teachers without a green pass proving they've either recovered from COVID-19 or have received vaccination or a recent negative test result. Those teachers will not be allowed to teach remotely, the ministry added, and neither would they receive any payment during their absence. Ran Eretz, chairman of the Secondary School Teachers Association, said that while he supports the idea of unvaccinated teachers being banned from entering schools, he opposes denying them wages. There are quite a few jobs that can be given to a teacher from home, such as distance individual hours for students in quarantine or Zoom lessons. They should not be punished immediately, but given another alternative, he said. Teachers who refuse to be vaccinated or tested cannot work in education. Manashi Levi, chair of the High School Principals Association, said, but stressed the number of teachers who fell in this category was very low. Well, Israel was way ahead of the rest of the world in their vaccination program and they've still got issues ongoing. It probably is a bit of a forewarning that, you know, all of our issues are not over yet, Ron. Hey, let's look at some of the other headlines. Iran is threatening to hold more than 10,000 Jews hostage. What's this one about? The Iranian regime countdown organisation wrote a post on its Telegram account on Monday that Vice President Mohsen Rezae said in a speech that the Israeli government knows very well that if it makes a mistake, the regime will treat the 10,000 Jews living in Iran differently. According to Iranian regime countdown, this is the first time Iran has threatened the country's Jewish community instead of threatening Israel directly. Rezae has made similar threats to take large numbers of hostages in the past, in June, Masay Alin Ajad, an Iranian-born journalist living in the USA, reported that Rezae had threatened to take 1,000 Americans hostage in order to blackmail the U.S. into providing relief for Iran's struggling economy. Rezae stated at the time that he would demand $1 billion for each hostage. In January 2020, Rezae threatened to turn Tel Aviv and Haifa to dust if the U.S attacked Iran. Well, it's a significant one and no doubt there'll be more to hear about that. Sounds like the sort of hostage situation or segregation that we wouldn't want to hear about in the 21st century. 
Hey, yeah. Ron, Christians question a church's controversial connection to massive Arab construction in Jerusalem. What's this one? Yeah, this is a problem. Bashar Masri, billionaire entrepreneur and founder of the Palestinian Authority city of Rawabi, a city near Ramallah, unveiled on Monday the Lana $300 million, 400-unit housing project to be built in the northern areas of Jerusalem. Announcing the start of the excavation phase, Masri convened a press conference that was attended by the Mufti of Jerusalem, Muhammad Ahmed Hussain, Patriarch Theophilus III, head of the Greek Orthodox Church in Jerusalem, senior members of the WAC and other church leaders. The Mufti of Jerusalem said that Lana guarantees us life in Jerusalem. Investment in the Holy City is an important matter for us. Christian sources have alleged that the church leaders have become a cartel of land trafficking for Palestinians in exchange for crumbs and have betrayed the public trust. Representatives of Massar International said that this is a joint venture between the large corporation and the Greek church, but the Christian community says it's an improper step on the part of the church that gave up 31 dunams of land entrusted to the Christians in exchange for a very small share of 20% of all the apartments in the project. Controversial. It is controversial. Ron, the International Christian Embassy in Jerusalem is providing 30 more bomb shelters for Israeli border towns. They're obviously at risk, uh, but a good connection there. What's this story about? Yeah, with these shelters, the ICEJ has now donated a total of 155 bomb shelters in the last 15 years to Israeli communities under rocket threat, with the majority placed in towns along the Gaza periphery and the remainder in the north. Over the past decade, the Negev region has received most of the attention from government and private sources, seeking to better protect the local civilian population from frequent rocket barrages. The Christian Embassy has placed dozens of mobile bomb shelters in the Gaza envelope in communities stretching from Karim Shalom in the south all the way up to Sterot and Ashkelon. Most have been donated to schools, daycare centres, medical clinics, youth centres, community halls, college campuses, factories and other public places which cannot operate during times of crisis without adequate bomb shelters. The need for more shelters is most acute in the towns right along the northern border with Lebanon, which are prone to shorter-range rockets that cannot be stopped by the Iron Dome system. And Ron, let's go to an archaeological story, and we're often talking about the archaeology that confirms Old Testament and New Testament first century sorts of happenings, but there's lots of other things that have happened over the past couple of thousand years, like the medieval times crusades. There's now the first archaeological evidence for a crusader's camp that's been discovered in Israel. Yeah, a team of Israeli archaeological researchers identified a crusader encampment in the area of the Zabordi Springs in Galilee, the first time that a crusader encampment was found in the field. Their findings were pub- published in the book Settlement and Crusade in the 13th century. Pursuing the idea of liberating the holy sites from Muslim rule and encouraged by the Roman Catholic Church, European powers initiated several military campaigns in the Middle East between the 11th and 13th centuries, 
which led to the establishment of a number of Christian states in the area of modern Israel, Lebanon, and Syria. For a certain period, it placed Jerusalem under Christian rule, a period documented by a vast corpus of historical sources, as well as massive structures such as castles and fortresses left by the Crusaders in the region. In recent years, while workers were expanding Route 79 that connects the coast with Nazareth, Israel Antiquities Authority archaeologists uh, archaeologist Nimrod Getov and Ian Malevsky from the Prehistory Department conducted the required salvage excavation. According to chronicles from the time, the Christian army stationed in the area of the Sapura Springs for around two months before the Christian but the crucial battle that allowed the troops led by Sultan Saladin to require much of the region, including Jerusalem. The archaeologists unearthed hundreds of metal artifacts and were able to study their relations to the landscape. And that's history. <laughs> and no doubt uh, there'll always be divided opinion on whether the Crusades were in fact a good idea, but uh, good to get some archaeology and affirm those things that happened historically. Ron Ross, wonderful getting your insights as always. Thanks so much for scouring the headlines overnight and uh, for a great update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.